now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Sarah, and Gina. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 738, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book the trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Sarah, Vicki, Gina, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, or email us at yourstorytravel.com, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So... I know that we all know that John Stamos, a.k.a. Uncle Jesse from Full House and or the Fuller House series, um, loves Disney. Or if you didn't know that, I'm telling you, he loves Disney. He's been spotted a lot at Disney World. Um, he took his first cruise on the Disney Wish. And while he was on there, Yahoo Life was aboard. And so they interviewed him and they talked about his love for Disney and why um, he loved Disney and how it started. And interestingly enough, it started at Disneyland because he only lived 20 minutes away when he was a child. So he went to Disneyland a lot. But I guess now he lives closer to Disney World because that's where he frequents. In fact, I'm not sure if you guys saw, but the little um, older gentleman that used to be at the Grand, for- Grand Floridian, he was like friends with him and he went to his little f- memorial service. Um, because he always like took his picture with that little man um, when he would stay at the Grand Floridian. So I'm assuming that's one of the places he likes to stay. This is where I usually see a picture. So he did tell the people when they were interviewing him that he had one complaint. And so I was like, oh, this ought to be good. What is this complaint? It's very hilarious. He's upset. And Gina will understand because we went in this restaurant that Neil Patrick Harris has a drink named after him in the Mexico Pavilion at the La Cave La Cava del Tequila. They named this drink Black Magic Margarita. He's the one that like created it or whatever. He told them what he wanted in it. So they named the drink after him. And Stambo said that he thinks he deserves a drink named after him. But this is funny because he doesn't drink. So he wants to have a non-alcoholic drink named after him. And he thinks it should be called Johnny Sparkling Water of Love. <laughs> um, That's funny. I, know, I like I was it. Like, Okay, because I didn't think he drank. I thought I remembered that, um, but that's hilarious. Anyway, and um, then also during the interview, they wanted to know, like, what is the favorite attraction was, and it's the Enchanted Tiki Room, Yay. which is so overlooked and like, yeah. yeah. And his favorite restaurant is the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. He goes there and gets the Cobb salad every time. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I love John Stamos, so I feel like I'm plugging for him. I, I've loved him since he was Blackie on General Hospital. I think that was before Phil House, actually. But I was going to say he has that new show on Disney+. Plus. I don't think the second season is out yet, but I cannot think. Big Shot, I think that's the name of it. He plays the basketball coach, and I highly recommend it. I think it was a really, really good show, and I hope... I know there's a season two. I don't know beyond that. So I thought that was interesting and funny. (laughs) Well, I think Johnny's sparkling water of love... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bet you they'll come out with it somewhere. <laughs> Maybe like a, you know, like one of those temporary kiosk places. Mm-hmm. 
So if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I am a huge fan of the characters. I was super excited because my kiddos just got to hug them again and take pictures and high five and all that wonderful stuff. Um, so I have a character story for you, except for it's not the happy, giddy, give you the butterflies character story. This week at Disneyland's California Adventure, Guests were watching Spider-Man do his normal routine, and all of a sudden he fell. Immediately, Spidey was surrounded by medical professionals assessing the situation. They were able to get him up. They helped him hobble away, but he wasn't putting any pressure on his leg. Spider-Man gave everybody a thumbs up to let him know that he was okay, and there wasn't any follow-up report. So we're going to say that maybe no news is good news and hope that he is just fine. Um, I just can't imagine watching or being a child watching that happen. That would be... Okay, what is going on at Disneyland? Because the last three weeks, we have talked about something that has happened at Disneyland. We're not done. We need to get through the show. And then at the end, I want to talk about that. <laughs> Mickey. It's insane. It really, really is. I want to talk about that when we get done with all the articles. Because I'm like, I'm seeing a trend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Suddenly, it's become popular to do this, huh? No, I don't think it's a popularity thing. I want to talk about something else that it's underlying that I think is happening. Oh, oh no. Mm. So I'm going to switch over to Florida. So we'll leave Disneyland for a moment. But Epcot has had many amazing restaurants and booths for their festivals to try and give you a chance to try food from all over the world. But this week we learned that the Moroccan Pavilion's Marrakesh will be the home of the Florida Blue Medicare Lounge. We are presuming that it will work like other lounges which cater to DVC guests and annual pass holders. We did find it a little interesting that they are putting the lounge in the restaurant with all of its theming and cultural authenticity um, that, you know, that Marrakesh is famous for. And also it's Moroccan architecture, cuisine, and theming. And belly dancers, don't forget those and they performed for the guests that died there. The Florida Blue Medicare Lounge had a soft opening event for the media this week, but it will be officially open beginning September 3rd. Hmm. That is kind of an interesting spot. So have you guys ever been in that um, DVC one that's in the like pyramid shaped, I don't know where Figment is up at the top. Have you guys ever been to that one? No, I've only been in the one that's at Test Track. Oh, there's one at Test Track? Yeah. And it's for GM employees. Oh, okay. And the reason why I have been in there is because my husband works for Cadillac and it's GM. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, so it's really plain. It's not at all. Like, that's very eccentric. And I I have to agree with the people that were inter- being interviewed and stuff this week. I don't understand why they chose to do that. Weird. I've never been a Mirkesh at all. Has anybody eaten there? I haven't eaten there, no. Yeah, I haven't ate there, but I've been in there because the bar is in there. Mm -hmm. And I've been in there during food and wine festival to get drinks. I guess I need to check that one out. It's really, it's really pretty though. I mean, it doesn't look like a place (laughs) you go sit down and have some water and air conditioning. It's just weird. Yeah. So a Disney guest found out that she was positive with COVID while visiting Disney World with her six-year-old daughter. 
she contacted Disney right away to let them know, and they offered her four different options. Um, and she was actually given a COVID-19 case manager. I think this is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. we all know Disney takes care of you, um, especially even now if you have to cancel because you have COVID. Right. So they moved this woman and her daughter to a Fort Wilderness cabin, which in my opinion is smart because alone, you know, very, the COVID manager gave her a number to call 24 seven if they needed anything, you know, like food or medical care or whatever. And she posted it on TikTok and people were asking her why she just didn't drive home. But she explained that she was just too sick to do anything. So there was no way she was going to be well enough to even make it home. Um, She did have other rude posts that, um, you know, basically said, oh, you probably got COVID at Disney, blah, blah, blah. So you should have just kept enjoying your trip. Well, she was doing the right thing. She didn't want to infect anybody else. But she did respond by saying that, then again, why would she want to ruin someone else's trip? The woman just wanted everyone to know how compassionate and caring Disney was to her and during a very, very difficult situation. That's good information to have because I think that's probably on a lot of people's minds is like, what if I get COVID while I'm there? What's going to happen to me? How am I even going to get back home? And <laughs> like, what happens to the rest of my trip? So to hear that Disney takes good care of you, um, is reassuring. I especially thought I especially appreciated it because she was alone. Like, so mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a single mom or if they just traveled without the dad. It didn't really say, but I thought that was amazing that, you know, in all counts, she let them know right away when she knew something wasn't right. I mean, I just feel like everything was done really well. And so I was happy about that. She did the right thing. I'm surprised. Most people would probably just keep going. I mean, not think anything of it. I mean, right. or they would just, you know, say, you know, I've got to go home. I'm sick or, but um, I could see where if you're, if you're by yourself, like if she drove there by herself with her six-year-old, that would be hard. But I'm thinking about also being stuck in a cabin when, or anytime you're really sick and you have to take care of a kid at the same time. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. tough. <laughs> but imagine having to be stuck in a car with somebody while they were super sick. Like, yeah. maybe they wouldn't want to quarantine there for 10 days. But if none of us were feeling well enough, like having had COVID, when I had COVID, yeah. I was so tired. There's yes. no way I could get in a car. Like, I don't know where she's from, but right. it's a 15 hour drive for us. And I could not get in a car and drive for 15 hours. Well, and as for the people that were being rude and saying, you know, she probably got it from Disney World. Well, she could have got it from anywhere. Right. She could have got it at Disney World, yes. But she could have, if she flew in and, you know, she could have got it from the airplane because Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from or from the airplanes. Right. I don't know. I just thought people were rude. I'm like, really? You're telling her she should have gone and infected more people? That's just dumb. You've probably heard us say that a rainy day is better at Disney than it is anywhere else, because that's my motto. We've had plenty of days where you get the little bit of rain, but you're still having more fun because you're at Disney. So on Saturday, Florida had apparently an abundance of rain very quickly, and it caused a knee-deep-like pond for children 
in Fantasyland behind the castle, but near the carousel, like right outside um, Mickey's Magic. And so the children were living their best lives. There were tons of TikTok and videos you can go and find of kids that were just either sitting in the puddles, splashing around, or, you know, like running back and forth like kids do, splashing around in puddles. And I mean, deep water it really wasn't a puddle. I say that like that, but it, it was at least above my ankle. They were saying knee deep because kids are shorter than us, of course. Um, other guests were concerned. They're afraid that Disneyland, our Magic Kingdom is sinking. And I had to read on to figure out what they were talking about because last week, apparently, there was also a rainstorm where in Frontierland, a large amount of money, or large, where am I going with that? A large amount of water had fallen over there and actually enough, it went high enough that it was in Pecos Bill. And so people were walking in one to two inch deep water in line waiting to get their food. And so um, we don't have an answer for that. I was just grateful to see those little kids making lemon or lemonade out of lemons because they weren't going to let their day be ruined by some rain. It sounds like they need their whatever that is, you know, how they have those on the side of the road. The drainage systems. Yeah, it sounds like they need the drainage systems like flushed out. Well, I've seen lots of videos of people clearing drains where it rains so hard and so fast now. I mean, I can say at least where I am, I feel like that's what rain is now. You don't have, we don't have a lot of long, drizzly, rainy days. It's all, you know, pouring down. Monsoon. Monsoon rain, yeah. And um, I think that's, you know, probably the case for Florida as well. And when it rains that hard for that long, I think what drainage systems they have probably aren't built to handle that. And then they get blocked because, I mean, Disney does a great job of picking up trash, but it's not always trash. Sometimes it could be pine needles or leaves or something but i've seen videos where people are clearing out drain you know gutters and um and as soon as they do that the water drains right away but um you know you have to think anytime you cover something up with an impervious surface the the rain has nowhere to go (laughs) so yeah yeah and it seems like it's been happening a lot more at Mm -hmm. disney world i mean i've seen all the videos on tiktok and stuff i mean when it just rains it just floods and it's not just at magic kingdom it's at epcot too yeah i was gonna say the same thing i see a ton of videos of kids splashing around in the puddles and i mean they're having a blast we've done it before not at disney but at six flags we've had little flooded areas that we're like okay well we're all soaking wet anyway so go ahead and play in that giant rainwater puddle it's disgusting i know it's dirty (laughs) i know it but it's awesome we'll give you a bath later we're covered in it anyways so go ahead and keep splashing i was gonna say that it's probably so gross (laughs) and that's why disney has the laundry mats at the resort that's right we've Mm. done it more than once because for some reason it does not matter. Every time I go to Hollywood Studios, whether it be with my family or friends or whatever, it always pours. Always. That's funny. It poured on us while we were at Hollywood Studios. Always Hollywood Studios. It's the only other place. Well, I mean, it sprinkled on us at Magic Kingdom when we were with Vicky, but not like a monster. <laughs> it didn't look like somebody took a tub of water and poured it on you. <laughs> So, um, kind of speaking of something that's Hollywood Studios-ish, it's about Tower of Terror. So, for many years, guests have been greeted by this really large Tower of Terror sign that's just this big 
picture as you're going through onto Disney property and it lets you know that that ride's nearby. And a lot of people get out, take pictures with it. It's just an exciting thing. Like, woo, we're at Disney. Um, well, the media didn't know or have even time to really think about the fact that this is being demolished. It was not reported. It was just all of a sudden, boom, overnight gone. Um, and it devastated many. And people are speaking about how, how angry they are because the sign's been up for 30 years. And it was just kind of like a something a lot of people looked forward to seeing. Well, there's now a rumor that Disney is going to tear down the Minnie and Mickey sign that are at the corner of SR 535 and Hotel Plaza Boulevard. It seems that the Mickey and Minnie signs are being cleared for an overpass. Guests are upset because this is one of the places that they were greeted with Welcome to Disney World, where dreams come true. They're hoping that Disney is going to have something in that area letting people know that they're entering a magical place. That would be so sad. Vicki, did you see my snap of my kids screaming, Disney World, Disney World, like as we went under? It's just one of those things like you you, you see that and you know you're there. Yeah. So it's not it's not the one that you're talking about that you went under. This is one I know where they're talking about because we stayed off property a couple of times and gone to Disney now. So when you're going down SR 535, the hotel plaza that takes you to uh, Boulevard takes you to Disney Springs. But it lets you know you're on Disney property by doing that. And that's what all the guests are upset about. They're like, that's what some people see. Like if they're staying at one of the hotels, good neighbor or whatever, that's what they're going to see. And if they take that down. So there'll still be the arch one. Yeah, that one, as far as I know, is not being taken down. The big, the one that's on, I think that's Highway 4. I want to say that's Highway 4. I think you're right, 4. But SR 535 is um, one of the other ways that you get to Disney World, different parts of it. Okay, depending on where you're staying at. We were staying at one that was super, super close. Right. I'm sad you didn't see that. You need to look on YouTube at the huge Tower of Terror sign, though. It was very cool. It's gone now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I do not get it. Thanks, Disney. And there, (laughs) I mean, was that supposed to be cleared because of an overpass as well? They didn't give a reason. Decided to rub it down for no reason at all. Fantastic. Maybe it needed some updating and they decided it wasn't worth the money to update it. Because I don't know if the elevator still moved. Do you, Gina? That's what I was thinking, that the elevator didn't move anymore. But Um, even still, I don't think that, I still think it was serving a purpose of letting everybody know ride Tower of Terror. I don't know. Yeah. I'm too sentimental sometimes, I think. (laughs) Uh, Well, I hope you're not sentimental about the price for Disney Plus because there is an increase coming to the streaming service. Of course there is. <laughs> um, since Disney streaming service started on November 19th, 2019, it has added many new movies, added several original Star Wars series, added some original Marvel series, and much more. In addition, the Disney streaming services offer bundles with ESPN and Hulu. Due to the rising cost of ESPN Plus, Beginning on August 23rd, 2022, Disney is increasing the price of its sports streaming service, ESPN Plus, to $9.99 per month. That is a 43% increase. The previous price of ESPN Plus had, um, it was $6.99 per month. An annual subscription to ESPN Plus will jump from $69.99 to $99.99. 
And it is unusual for the price of a streaming service to rise more than 40% in a single increase. Um, so if that seems like a lot, it probably is. Disney's last two ESPN Plus price increases have been for just $1 per month. First in 2020 and then in July 2021. So we just wanted to let you know if you see that price going up, um, maybe you won't be so shocked. But that is a lot to go up. I have the one with Hulu. Yeah, I have the bundle. Yeah, me too. Because for a while, I don't remember. It was complicated when it first came out. I think it's still complicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to explain it. <laughs> I We don't do the bundle because we have Hulu through Sprint, which is now T-Mobile. Mm. So we get that through there. It's just really weird. It's just part of our phone package for whatever reason. When Disney Plus came out, they had some sort of deal where it was like, what has it been out for three years already? It'll be this year. They did a three-year program, I remember. That's what we were we were in. And so we haven't had to pay for it per month because we just paid the upfront and it was super cheap for three years of service. So we'll be interested to see on November 19th, 2022, Stephanie, how much you get charged. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to keep it. What? I know. <gasps> I want it. But Keith is like, nope. He's, he's ready to get rid of it. Are they not watching enough of it? I don't know. We've got enough things and that's the one that'll get the boot. We don't watch a ton of TV. I mean, you guys know that because right. we're always saying, you're like, have you seen this one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So I don't know. You Okay, you have to keep it at least until Hocus Pocus comes out. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I just have to go to Vicky's and watch it with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for it to come out with um, Lightyear. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I don't have time to go to the movie theater, so I might as well just wait. I don't think it's going to be there much longer, sadly. I don't know if we're talking about this, but did y'all see they're releasing a, a Hocus Pocus Lego set? No! Ooh. No! Yes! Fancy is also releasing Hocus Pocus Cincy Ooh. Warmer. For reals? Yeah. Yay! The, the Lego set is the house. It's their house, and it has all the characters. When does Hocus Pocus come out? September 30th. That's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to Stephanie. We're all going to watch Hocus Pocus too. It has Thackeray Binks and Binks the cat and the girl, like the, uh, what is her name? The girl that gets taken. The, the Emily. Emily, yeah. And um, it has all the, other, it's like a whole bunch of minifigures. It's very exciting. That's awesome. I imagine it's going to be fairly expensive though. I was going to say, <laughs> Lego has the, ooh, some of their prices, I'm like. But it's going to open, it's on a hinge, so you'll be able to open the house. Oh, very cool. I know. I, wa- I kind of want it. <laughs> put it on your Christmas list. I don't have anywhere to put it though. I'm like looking and I, I'm looking up at, I have so many Lego Star Wars things in this house do you that's funny yeah i'll get one down i'll get the i'll get one down at when we're done and i'll show it to you i okay. never knew you were a big lego fan yeah when the girls were little there was a time when like we'd get them to bed and then james and i would lego that's fun <laughs> yeah so we have built like the millennium falcon star destroyer um x-wings and my favorite's the ATAT because it has a trap door in the bottom. Very so you cool. You can have the little stormtroopers fall out of it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's like it's having babies. Yeah. We carefully had to store them when we were getting our floors redone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. 
We digress. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so speaking of Tower of Terror, um, we all know that it is one of the most sought-after rides at Hollywood Studios. I know it is a must on my family's list. Uh, the wait times for the ride are usually very high, but on Thursday, guests found themselves trapped on Tower of Terror due to technical difficulties. How freaking <laughs> crazy is this? I don't know if I'd ride it again if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> The TikTok user Victoria Bars shared a video of herself stuck on the ride. Several people have shared similar stories on social media over the years. For some, however, getting stuck on the ride is an opportunity to sightsee. It's an inside look at the inner workings of some of the most complex and innovative rides in the world. Or perhaps it's an opportunity to get, get up close and personal with decades old animatronics that bring visitors back in time and time again. That would be crazy though. I mean, at, le- at least they weren't stuck at the drop, you know? I'm sure some people were, but... It is one of my worst fears to get stuck on a roller coaster upside down. Yes. Me too. Yes. Has that happened? Could that happen? Not at Disney World, but it has happened at other parks. Probably not newer coasters because they propel you. So I feel like you would just fall, you know, like you would keep going until you reached a low point. Right. Does that make sense? I have seen not at Disney World. I want to make sure listeners hear that. Not at Disney World have I seen that, but I have (laughs) seen on television where they had to and they had to go in there, get harnesses and one by one take these. Yes. With like go up with the big... Crank. I wish I didn't know that. I always thought in my head, it can't. It can't get stuck off. Okay, it can happen, Stephanie. It cannot <laughs> happen. It, I just made that all up. Oh my goodness. Yikes. It's one of my fears. Oh, it's legit. I know why it's a fear. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Because <laughs> when you get on rock and roller coaster, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about the funny music. And- I'm, I'm just thinking head back. Head back. Yeah, you have to do that, I mean. You have whiplash for sure if you didn't keep your head back i don't know how people do that what's bad is on um everest when you go backwards yes one time my head like slipped to the side and went like around the the back of the seat Mm -hmm. because it's it's narrow it's not very wide right that was um yeah my neck hurt a little bit after that i bet so as much as i love splash mountain I, I feel like it's going to need to close down before it's planned to close down for its refurbishment <laughs> to the Princess and the Frog because on Friday, guests had to be evacuated from the ride yet again. Um, this is the third time in three years. One of the log boats sank, but I'm not talking a little bit. If you guys did not see this, it literally was submerged because Haley pulled the video up for me to see it. It was under and it was caught by a video by a man named Ted Klein. He posted it. He's an annual pass holder. He posted to annual pass holder Facebook page, but it meant like it was completely under the water and these people were exiting themselves. And while they were exiting, another log came behind them and was like banging them. And it, it hit a guest, but they said nobody was injured. This was my favorite part, though. The guests were given dry clothes and free lightning lane passes. <laughs> Seriously, I think you better have given them at least that. And included an alcoholic beverage. And ice cream <laughs> and a hot dog from Casey's Corn. I'm like, uh, but anyway. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. I mean, and they also had a great story though. I know. It's like a, a rite of passage to get stuck on a... Yeah, but they didn't get stuck. They sunk. Well, <laughs> yeah, stuck, sunk, something happening. I mean, that's not the first time that No, that's it's what happened. they said three times in three years, but this time yeah. was the lowest it went down. Like the first time oh. the people's feet got wet, like a little bit of water came in and then it was halfway the next time. This one was down under the water and still moving. And uh, adults were trying to get kids out and they were getting themselves out. Oh my gosh. Well, how deep is it? <laughs> Depending on how, like if James was in there, Sarah, he probably wouldn't think it was deep at all. It's like wading water. Yeah. Like the one lady was up to like her hip. But I mean. I mean, that's fairly. If you're not prepared to, yeah. <laughs> to have that happen. Right. Or if you have small kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Um, so this is a really cool story. There is a small business owner. And um, if you want to find her, it's at Ears by Becca. And Becca is spelled B-E-C-K-A. She gained over 13,000 likes on a recent TikTok video because she came up with this idea where she does Mickey ears that she prepares for special needs um, children. So there are a lot of kids who have um, high anxiety around loud noises. They suffer from sensory issues caused by loud noises. So even at school, we have a lot of kids who need to wear like headphones um, to kind of block some of that background noise out. Now, Disney, we all know it's loud. <laughs> There's a lot going on and those headphones can just be a little bit calming to them to drown some of that background noise out. Um, but then you've got these big headphones on and you don't get your cute ears. So she combines the two. She has these headphones, noise canceling headphones that she makes into ears for children or adults who might need uh, those noise canceling headphones. So they can still come to the park and they can be a part of the magic. They can watch the fireworks, the parades and all of it and still have their fashion accessories. So at Ears by Becca is honored to be able to help make magic for children with sim the simple and kind gesture. So if you know someone who might need these noise canceling headphones, go ahead and reach out to her. That's awesome. And honestly, even if they're not going to Disney, I think it would be cool for our students to have these. Yeah, that'd you know, be cute. because so so many of them do have to wear them now. Yeah, and just to get their their headphones a little bit more special, make them a little neater, more fun to wear. So, um, Loki director Kate Heron might be in charge of the new Star Wars series. This one is called The Acolyte, and it is an upcoming Star Wars series set to explore the High Republic era, making it the first live-action series to steer clear from the Skywalker saga. Since fans don't know much about the series, it's hard to know what to expect from it. Um, one fact fans do know is that the showrunner, Leslie Headland, has made it clear that the series will explore the downfall of the Jedi Order and help explain how someone like Palpatine could make thousands of Jedi blind to his evil plans. The Acolyte is set to continue like the Mandalorian and have multiple seasons, so it might be good for Kate Heron to helm the project and help the series become a new fan favorite. Sounds interesting. You know more about what you just said than I do. <laughs> so does that sound good to you? I mean, I don't know because I really don't. I just understand so little about Star Wars. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. And I mean, the premise sounds interesting. I hope there's more to it because I think it's pretty easy to understand how a person can lie to a bunch of people. But I don't know. 
you know there's going to be some dark-sided thing. Yeah. I'll be happy to check it out. All right, so we're going to get back into the Disneyland craziness that's been happening. (laughs) So during the Main Street Electrical Parade, a character was seen being escorted from the parade, and it seems that Goofy was injured during it, and cast members helped him to the backstage area. While Disney didn't give an update on Goofy, they did announce this week that the Main Street Electrical Parade and the Disneyland Forever Fireworks Show will end September 1st. After that, these two limited time nighttime offerings will no longer be available. So what are they going to put there? What a bummer. So, I mean, they might get nothing. Right. But, uh, TikTok speculated that they were going to bring uh, the magical electrical parade to the world. Oh, I wish. But I thought they were going to bring back World of... Is it World of Color Parade? No. What's the parade? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but... Um, I can't think of the name of it. It's another parade that they've never brought to Disney World that I would like to have there. I mean, we had the electrical parade. They took it away. Now, like, who knows? That was always my favorite as a kid. I was focused on the fact that Goofy got injured. Yeah, no, and, and like, oh, yep, Disneyland. Here we go again. And so mm-hmm. many kids saw it. Like, it wasn't something that wasn't visible to people. I thought this was interesting because we've been saying this for weeks now. There's been so many crazy things happening at Disneyland and Disney parks and people doing things that aren't safe. Disney, the company, has rules and regulations like everybody else does to keep people safe and keep their parks intact. And Cast members have been reporting more and more guests breaking rules. And this has just been since within the last year. I feel like it's really gone crazy. But I just think since the pandemic, we've heard more about it. Of course, we're also seeing that at school. So I don't know. But some of the examples were the children climbing on statues, which we know could break. Um, Climbing on the outsides of staircases and like holding on to the railing on the reverse side. And one of the pictures that I saw was in that area in Italy. And if they fell, they would have went into the water. And just crazy things like that, getting on things that they should not be on, um, topiaries and just all kinds of things. So the cast members had asked the children, the ones that were climbing on the railing to please get down. They said the people listened, the kids listened. Their mom came over and made a big deal. Oh, you need to listen to the cast member. But as soon as the cast member walked away, the kids got back on there again and she didn't stop them. Um, And last week we talked to you about the guest that was soaking her feet in the Gaston Fountain. This week there were multiple photos of children walking around in that little Cinderella fountain behind the castle. Um, There were pictures of people climbing on the statues at Disneyland Paris, people sitting in the grassy areas that are fenced off. So like where they have Winnie the Pooh pretending that he's catching butterflies or um, joy on the grassy areas. People sitting there just climbing over the fence and sitting on the grass. Um, I don't know. So this TikTok person, I guess, has had enough. And her handle is at C Soprano Diva. And she's decided it was time to speak out. And this is what she had to say. Nope, nope. I'm done, done, I'm done. Parents don't care, kids don't care, people just don't care. This is why we don't have nice things. This is what, this is in quote. Then she says, this is why we have more rules on top of the rules we already have and y'all ain't following none of that stuff. So what's the point? She continued with pleading to guests, ugh, it's like y'all don't read the fine print anymore. Why is it so hard to follow the rules? Somebody please explain this to me. I'm going to say it again. Hopefully you all hear me from around the world. Stop it. And she ends with, it's essential to follow all rules at the Disney parks and resorts to ensure your safety and the safety of other guests and cast members. Mm. 
I'll answer her. Okay, what are you going to say? So this might make some people mad, and I'm sorry, but people have been taught, and especially a lot of our children, that everyone is special, and nothing, none of the rules apply to them, because you're special, and you can do whatever you want to do. We live in a yes world. Yes, yes. And you get choices. Everything is a choice. Yes, yes. So I'm sorry, but (laughs) Uh oh my gosh. I would love to read what some of the comments were on that TikTok post. I'll have to give a look. (laughs) The thing is, is that kids need boundaries. They want boundaries. Mm -hmm. They like boundaries. Yes, they do. And we think that like, oh, all the, I'm not against gentle parenting, but there's an extreme of gentle parenting where it's just like, okay, if you, if you need to do that, go ahead. I'm just going to let you like, no, that's, that's actually a rule that you're breaking. And we don't do that. We don't, we don't just say, okay. We see that a lot. Um, especially the younger parents that live with their parents and the grandkids are being raised by both of mm-hmm. them. Or this is exam. I have prime examples from last year when the grandparents would respond to me, it was always supportive and, um, appreciating what I'm doing for their child and how much their child loves to come to school and they they love the structure of school and da 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 da. But then if the parent saw it before the grandparent did, sometimes I got a tongue lashing about, well, what did you do to them? Or (laughs) um, did you give them choices? Or did you just tell them they had to do this? Okay, when we're giving a test, it's not a choice. You take it or you fail, that's a choice. Um, and so I think that we've just gone to the extreme now and, and with, it's with everything. It's not yeah. like, like when you go to the doctor now, it's not a choice. Your kids don't get to say, I don't want the measles, mumps and rubella shot. Right. <laughs> or they can't go to school. Right. You know, I, I can, I'll say this as an example, but my, and if you don't know, my kids swim and not just because it's swim, but any, any sort of sport or simply just giving your kids the responsibility to take care of themselves in a, to a degree and make sure that they know there are consequences to their actions. So if you're not telling them, well, I'll, I'll, I'll continue with swim as an example. If I have to take them to a swim meet, it's up to them to get to the, their right spot, report to their coaches, show up to their heat at the right time and then be there ready to go. It's their responsibility to pack their swim bags, make sure they have all their equipment ready to go. Um, My oldest daughter has started setting her own alarms in the morning to make sure that she's the one who's getting up on time for practice in the morning. And I don't think a lot of people put that sort of faith in their kids that they can maintain that sort of responsibility and that level of responsibility and when they grow up into adults it's not there that was another thing and um well stephanie didn't do summer camp but we were talking about it at summer camp um and i don't know how you do stephanie because i'm not with your kids but you have the youngest kids of, of the three of or the four of us excuse me but when my kids would fall down when they were little unless i thought they were seriously injured we'd be like oh you're okay you're okay yay you got back up you know and make a big deal about it but you can tell that we have this across the country now where if someone falls the parents make a big deal and it's almost like they want to put their kid in a bubble because the kids that were screaming over falling down at recess and i'm not talking they had even scraped their knee 
just falling down and just screaming. And we would come and we would look them over. We didn't see anything. And we're just like, so we're like, what are we doing? Because we're raising kids that don't follow the rules. Like Sarah saying, they are afraid to get hurt. So if they fall down, then automatically they're dying Mm because everybody wants to go to the nurse, which is why we have, I think it's a 40% increase in kids that want to visit the nurse now in the last, since 10 years ago, which is crazy. They don't want their kids to fail. So they always let their kids win. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that conflict and resolution and we're not, it's not in the school system anymore unless we take the time to make it part of our lessons. And we're so constricted. Anyway, we've gone off a complete tangent, but that is why <laughs> no one's listening to the rules. Learning how to fail is so important. Yeah, it we is. We that in our kids just, you know, I mean, Andrew, he doesn't win every weekend, you know, mm-hmm. racing and and he doesn't he doesn't get upset about it. And he's just like, oh, okay, I finished second. Yeah. Great. My car's not tore up, you know. Right. Okay. So Spaceship Earth, the icon of Disney World's Epcot, is gonna be the new landscape for a new light show that is inspired by and themed by, and I'm excited for this, the 1991 Beauty and the Beast movie. Zach Ridley, that was in charge of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, had this to say. Our lighting design team at Walt Disney Imagineering continues to explore the artistic and technical possibilities of the new spaceship Earth lighting. For our newest limited time sequence, we were inspired by the vibrant colors and strong movement in the 1991 Walt Disney Animation Studios classic Beauty and the Beast and infused both into the programming of the show. Be on the lookout for some fun, subtle Easter eggs such as rising champagne bubbles and a multicolor spotlight from the finale of the song, plus a special tricolor celebration to France, the setting and inspiration of this tale as old as time. Isn't that cool? I love that movie. I'm so glad. That's awesome. Because the other day Brad said, I hope they never get get rid of this. And they're not. And he doesn't know that yet because he's not editing the show yet. (laughs) But I was very excited. When does it start? It didn't say, but it sounded like they've already been working on it. Oh, it'd be so cool if we got to see it over there. Yes, it would. Check it out. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep you posted, listeners. All right. So heads up to um, any California listeners or anyone traveling to the West Coast. Beginning July 29th, 2022, Los Angeles, California is expected to reinstate the indoor mask mandate. This is due to the rising cases of COVID-19. This will impact guests going to Universal Studios Hollywood because it is in LA County. Disneyland Resort is housed in Orange County and currently they have not announced reinstating the mask mandate at this time. Universal Studios Hollywood was the last theme park to drop the mask mandate in February of 2022. The county has seen an 88% increase in COVID cases in the hospitals over the last month. And currently, LA County is in the high-risk category. And if a county stays in the high-risk category for two weeks, the mask mandate gets reinstated. Signs are already up at Universal Studios Hollywood encouraging guests to wear masks indoors and to wash their hands frequently. So be aware if you are making a trip anytime soon. You know what they got rid of? All of the hand sanitizer throughout the park. Really? 
Yeah, I did not see hand sanitizer anywhere. Yeah, we I'm glad that. I had multiple ones myself, but I was used to getting off of rides and there being hand sanitizer. So <laughs> I was expecting a lot of hand sanitizer. We got off rides, but most of the time the things were empty. Yeah, because they they weren't worried about it as much. I feel like that should be <laughs> something that I, that should probably just stay. But right. I was kind of excited for like, oh, good. This needs to be here. Hand sanitizer. Then I don't have to take it out of my bag every time and say, everyone hands out. Because <laughs> that's what was happening. And then everyone gets a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so while Disney fans are not thrilled, Disney announced that they will be making a live action version of Lilo and Stitch. I think this is going to be cool, personally. <laughs> so why are people not thrilled? Right. I'm I'm a huge Lilo and Stitch fan. And I'm big on live action. I'll tell you my theory in a second. Yeah. Okay, okay. Dean Flesherkamp has found his next project as he has been tapped to direct the live action adaption of the classic animated picture, Lilo and Stitch. Dan Lynn and Jonathan Urich of Rideback are producing. Rideback's Ryan Harpin is executive producer. Um, it's unknown at this time whether the film will be theatrical or on Disney+. Plus. Chris Kalania Kalani Bright is in, in negotiations to write, uh, write the script. So, Sit, Lilo, Nani, Piki, Jumba Jumba Jigabaya, however you say that, (laughs) and Cobra Bubbles are coming to life like never before. Okay, Sarah, what's your what's your reasoning? I love Lilo and Stitch, and I think as a live action movie of some sort, I think it would go over really well. I think people are tired of Disney remaking movies. They want something original. They want original. I like the action. No, 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 and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. I think Sarah's right. You want something new. What happened to the days when we had Cinderella and Lady and the Tramp, and then they were doing Pollyanna, and they were doing, you know, like other movies? You had the live action movie, but you also had this movie, you know. So, I think that she's right. So we talked about earlier all the things that have been happening. Like every week, we are talking about someone's getting hurt, or a ride's breaking down, or something is happening do you think that it's because the focus of the disney corporation right now is not on the cast members and making sure the safety standards are in place um maybe they're not checking the rides as much as they did before because it takes more manpower i did that just was what came to my mind when i was reading this week all these articles and i'm just like it's probably like everywhere else they can't get anyone to work right Exactly. That's what I was going to say. They're still down on manpower. They don't have enough cast members to get around, which hence is why I feel like they have not gotten rid of the two o'clock park hopper Mm. because they have to, and they're talking about doing the reservation system to park hop. Right. Because they're trying to staff those parks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, 
yes, I don't think that they can necessarily staff it. Are we sliding safety areas that we need to be paying closer attention to to make sure that these accidents don't happen? Because yes, I know that Mickey's slipping in on water and then Mickey almost burning his outfit because he didn't do his hands the right way and then Goofy being let off and then Spider-Man falling, but we've never had this much consistently happening. So is there not enough safety stuff going on is what I'm asking. Mm. Or is there not not enough training on the cast members that are playing those characters to, you know, be on the lookout for certain things? Maybe. Yeah. I feel like that lately we've been reporting a lot of accidents and stalls. And, and that's what I was asking my family, actually. I'm like, don't you think a lot of rides have been breaking down more than normal? Yeah. I just feel like there's been a lot more reporting of it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. That, the flooding. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There is. I don't know. We'll have to wait till next week. Maybe it'll all be new again. Right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can just text us at 636-373-4497. If you'd like a free quote, contact Vicki, Sarah, Gina, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, or email us at yourstorytravel.com. Um, or you can simply go to the drop down if you're on yourstorytravel.com and look up our names. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Kaylee talk to Stephanie and her family about their most recent family trip to Florida. You won't want to miss it. Keith, Lucy, Teddy, and Augie join in on the fun. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>